After about 10 or 11 lessons, I was driving through the centre of Loughborough and I felt this cold numbness come down my left side. First of all, it was my, my left hand and the air conditioning was on in the car. At first, I thought it was the air conditioning, so I tried to turn it off. And when I tried to turn it off, my hand flipped off the side of it so I couldn't feel the air conditioning dial. At that time, obviously, as a teenager, you're not very aware of these kind of things. So I wasn't very educated on stroke myself at that point. The first thing, and one of the only things that I will stick with me to the day I die, was the first thing I said to my mum as soon as I saw her was, I've had a stroke. On the first day, or the first couple of days when I was back home doing the recovery of physio, trying to pick up a tennis ball, that was one of the exercises I had. And I, I tried to feel it on the floor with my left hand and I just couldn't pick it up. I couldn't feel for it without looking, obviously, and I still couldn't feel for it when I was looking. Eventually, after lots and lots of hard work and dedication and determination, the exercises helped incredibly. And now, thankfully, I'm so fortunate to say that I've only got a little tiny bit of weakness in the fingertips of my left hand. I didn't have the determination or will that I do now. So this conquering stroke has given me the determination and the never give up up attitude that I never had before. Now I can conquer anything. Now that I've conquered a stroke, what else can't I conquer? I mean, it's that kind of attitude that it's given me. Hello, this is Stroke Stories. I'm Mark Goodyear. And for stroke survivors in the UK, the future is looking a little brighter. More and more people than ever are returning home after a stroke. Eight out of ten people in Britain are able to leave hospital and live either independently or with some support. The thing is, patients still do find there aren't always enough resources to help them on their journey to recovery. So we started Stroke Stories, the podcast, to seek out and to hear from stroke survivors. In this podcast, we hear from Ashley Martin, Ashley suffered a stroke when he was 17 years old. Before my stroke, I was a happy, healthy, young teenager, going to college with friends, sporty, active, just doing things that a normal teenager would really, just um, enjoying life. At the time, I was 17 years old. As you do when you're 17, I was starting to take my driving lessons up. I'd had um, maybe 10 or 11 lessons. It was going quite well. I was getting into it. I was learning all the processes of how to drive and everything. I used to get really anxious and nervous before every driving lesson, though, which I felt a bit strange, but I just got on with it and went through and did it. So after about 10 or 11 lessons, I was driving through the centre of Loughborough and I felt this cold numbness come down my left side. First of all, it was my, my left hand and the air conditioning was on in the car. At first, I thought it was the air conditioning, so I tried to turn it off. And when I tried to turn it off, my hand flipped off the side of it, so I couldn't feel the air conditioning dial. And I was a bit a bit weirded out by that. I was um, confused, and I didn't know what was happening. But I knew something wasn't right. So um, we, we kind of stopped the car. It had dual control, so we stopped the car. And I told the instructor how I was feeling, and he immediately got me home because he knew something wasn't right. I came straight back home. At that time, obviously, as a teenager, you're not very aware of these kind of things. So I wasn't very educated on stroke myself at that point. The first thing and one of the only things that I will stick with me to the day I die was the first thing I said to my mum as soon as I saw her was, I've had a stroke. I don't know how I knew that. I don't know anything like that. But it's like some divine intervention came in and just told me that I was having a stroke. And 
she didn't believe me at first, obviously, as you do, because you, you, some people don't believe the fact that young people have strokes. It's a bit of a stigma around it. I sat down on the side of my bed, had a glass of water, and it all tipped out the side of my mouth. So we both knew at that point something wasn't wasn't right at all. After that, we went straight to the local walking centre in Loughborough, and we were sitting there. I remember sitting there with a, a huge headache, like worse than I've ever had before in my life, sitting there waiting for a good hour because there was obviously a queue. People didn't believe I was having a stroke at the time. So I finally got in to see the doctor and he told me that I was having a migraine. So obviously a, a wrong diagnosis there, but like I said before, people don't believe that young people have strokes. So he was he was ready to send me off back home uh, with a diagnosis of having a migraine, a strong migraine, and to have some paracetamol and let it blow over, basically. So as I was walking out the centre through the reception, luckily for me, probably not for others because of what they saw, I was violently sick everywhere across the centre of the reception. So that kind of rang some alarm bells saying that I needed to be urgently seen somewhere else. So I, I was rushed to Leicester Royal Infirmary and seen immediately on the stroke ward. And it, it went from there, really. Fortunately for Ashley, he received a great deal of care and support at hospital and when he was back at home with his family. It was an AVM on my brain, so that's an arterial venous malformation, which is a vein that's gone wrong since birth, and it could have burst at any point, but it decided to do it when I was nervous and anxious on my driving lesson, and it burst the, the, the blood vessel, causing a hemorrhagic stroke. I was cared for very well. I couldn't recommend the nurses and doctors at, at that hospital more highly. They were amazing with me. They sorted me out incredibly well. I went from there to the QMC in, in Nottingham. They were amazing there as well. They had a specialised stroke ward. Stayed there for two weeks. My friends and family were amazing. They supported me so well. They got me through it, sending me loads of things. My college tutors and all that and getting all the classmates. They, they got all gifts and stuff for me to make me feel a bit better. Just everyone rallied around sort of thing because you don't usually see that kind of thing from a, from a young, healthy teenager. It just proves that you, you don't have to be a smoker, fat, unhealthy, all these kind of things. It can happen to anybody at any age as well. I didn't really have much physio to do at the hospital. They just told me to go home and then give me a list of exercises to do. I remember sitting with my mum. She was incredibly helpful. She didn't force me into it, but on the days where I wasn't feeling too well and I was feeling down and not like well as I should feel towards doing the physio, she sort of made me do it because she knew if I did it daily and religiously sort of thing, I would eventually get better or get to a stage that I would be happy with in terms of recovery. So I remember on the first day or the first couple of days when I was back home doing the recovery in physio, trying to pick up a tennis ball, that was one of the exercises I had. And I, I tried to feel it on the floor with my left hand and I just couldn't pick it up. I couldn't feel for it without looking, obviously, and I still couldn't feel for it when I was looking. Eventually, after... Lots and lots of hard work and dedication and determination. The exercises helped incredibly. And now, thankfully, I'm so fortunate to say that I've only got a little tiny bit of weakness in the fingertips of my left hand and a little ache in my left side, just because I've done religious, religious physio for a long time since. I'm at the point now where I don't think I can get any better. I'm still going to the hospital. I'm having Botox injections to try. I'm not going to give up. I never give up on anything. But I'm at the point where I don't think it can get any better because I've done as much as I can 
and it's been eight years now nearly so I'm at the stage just accepting it really. At the point when I had my stroke it was around April time which is coming towards the end of the term end of the term being June or July or whatever so I was in hospital for two weeks like I say and then I was at home doing my physio and recovery for a good eight or nine weeks after that by the point I was finished there the school term had pretty much finished for the summer so I got kind of extenuated circumstances I got to defer the year a little bit so I could finish it off and start the next year. Although Ashley could return to school and finish his studies he was initially nervous about how his classmates might react. I thought potentially they might be wary of being around me and uh, what do I say how do I react around this guy because he's been in hospital all this time he's had this horrible thing happen to me but they were really nice I've got a nice group of friends so they were really nice they rallied around asked me if I needed any help with anything and they also at the same time there's that but they also treat me like a normal person which is what you want really because you don't want to feel like there's something wrong with you you want to be accepted sort of thing so no that was that was really good as well I went to uni after I'd finished college at 18 uh, stayed for three years graduated in sports journalism got my degree this is all after my stroke and then after I'd finished university I decided to get back behind the wheel of a car because for six years since it happened, my stroke, I was absolutely petrified of sitting in the driver's seat of a car. So I had that big obstacle to overcome. But two years ago, I managed to overcome my fear and um, I managed to pass my test and I've been driving for two years now. So I'm, I'm extremely happy about that. That was one of the biggest moments of my life, actually passing the test. Although Ashley was able to return to normal life fairly quickly, in the beginning... He still found the stroke difficult to deal with. It was tough to come to terms with. So like, why does this happen to me? Why me? All this kind of stuff. But then I just started to realise how far I've come in terms of recovery. I know it's hard to say that because depression is a mental illness, but why should I feel like that? But when people are out there worse than me, I can go out and live my life to a standard that I want to. I haven't really got anything to feel bad about. It's happened to me. I've beat it. I've conquered stroke. Why can't I go out and conquer anything else now and prove to people that stroke survivors don't just have to sit there and do nothing. We can go out, do anything, beat anything. Now you've beat a stroke, you can beat anything. That's why I'm going forward now in the future. In May, I'm going to do a triathlon, hopefully looking to do a half marathon and then a marathon in the future. I want to beat these big tasks to prove that stroke survivors can actually conquer things as well. In the October, after my stroke in the April, I had a procedure called stereotactic radiosurgery, which was a laser basically onto my brain. I had a metal plate screwed into my skull and I had an operation where a laser went onto my brain to basically remove the vein or artery that went wrong on my brain. I'm not cured, obviously, but I'm at the same risk of anyone else having a stroke. So if it happens again, it happens again, but I, I really hope it doesn't. I'm currently working in the catering industry in, in Loughborough, just trying to get myself enough money to start up in sports journalism, what I w- want to actually do. It's hard at the minute trying to marry everything together and trying to get into the, the industry that I want to, but I don't want to become stale in what I do. I always want to move forward. That's why, like I say, I want to move forward, do a triathlon, do a half marathon, just to prove that stroke survivors can do things. I don't want to sound like I'm bragging, but I just want to hopefully inspire people.
Ashley was able to bounce back soon after he'd suffered a stroke, and his limitless positivity is a huge inspiration for anyone who might be going through a difficult period in life. Still to come on this episode of Stroke Stories, Ashley reveals how going to support groups helped him recover. There, I see other individuals that have gone through the same thing but are worse off than me, and it's good to meet up with them, and, and they give you helpful and advice tips as well as you can give them. It's all about sharing and, and helping each other move forward. And he explains how he decided to create an online community for other stroke survivors. Back in April last year, I was contacted by Lee, the other stroke survivor who I run it with. He reached out and got in contact with me and he said he was a stroke survivor as well himself and that he wanted to help others. And I, I felt the same, I wanted to help others as much as possible. We were sort of brainstorming, trying to come up with an idea. Why don't we join together and come up with an online brand, website, Facebook, Twitter, everything that can help others, that can provide helpful information, tips, recovery information. Let's hear how Ashley's stroke affected his life with people outside of his immediate family. Because of my age and because of how I look and the fact that I haven't got any lasting after effects from my stroke, really, you can't tell that my fingertips are just slightly weak and you can't see an ache really on my side so people can't even see if you meet me on the street you wouldn't be able to tell that I've had a stroke myself so I just get treated as, an, as a normal person really but it's something I've come to terms with over time so in the first couple of years I was obviously in this stage of rehabilitation and everything I didn't I really want to talk about it it took me a fair while to tell my, my new girlfriend at first because you're thinking oh what are they going to think about me you want to make a good impression but you obviously have to tell people eventually and now now I speak about it quite openly recently because I just want to prove you can do things and try to inspire others. Now that I'm in a place, a fortunate place where I can live my life, exercise, go see friends. I know people have strokes a lot worse off that actually can't go and do those things. So just to help maybe one person would be would be great for me. Ashley also contacted the young person's brain injury charity, Different Strokes. More recently, I've started going to a Different Strokes support group. And there I, I see other individuals that have gone through the same thing, but are worse off than me. And it's good to meet up with them. And, and they give you helpful and advice tips as well as you can give them. It's all about sharing and, and helping each other move forward. So it's, it's really nice. And we get to get to chat, have a coffee and do some exercise classes, Pilates and stuff that help with the spasticity sometimes. So, yeah, that's that's really good. And on Twitter and stuff, I've been messaging other stroke survivors that I've seen on there. So in terms of getting my story out there and potentially helping someone else if they're having a bad day, seeing my story, thinking, oh, wow, he's had this happen to him, but he can still do ABC. I can do that. So hopefully if somebody's looked at my story on their website, who's having a bad day and struggling mentally, thinking, well, I can't do this. Hopefully that's helped, helped others in that way. I just love helping people and I hope people feel the same about, about me because we're all in the same boat. Some people are further along the line of, of rehabilitation recovery than others, but it's all about helping each other. I wish I could have gone to some more hospital physio sessions, but I didn't really have any contact with them at the time. But I don't want to 
slander hospitals and anything because they helped me so much without them I wouldn't be here but I did feel it slightly on my own at the time because we didn't really get much help in terms of physio or rehabilitation at that time it was just me my mum my family at home working hard to never give up and push forward family are hugely important to me but I can see for people who struggle a lot who need carers who need their family to be there for them and I can see how absolutely imperative they are for them and it is it's so great to see all these carers and stuff for, for the stroke group people that I come to. They're they're helping them. They're caring for their for their every need just because they love them and because they're they're there for them all the time. They give up their life basically to to help their their loved ones and their family, and it's it's amazing, really. And Ashley also believes his stroke has changed him. I'm not the same person I was before my stroke. I don't think. No, um, I am in terms of me myself and what what I do exercise in terms of all that kind of thing but before my stroke I was very uneducated in this kind of area and also I didn't have the determination or will that I do now so this conquering stroke has given me the determination and the never give up or attitude that I never had before now I can conquer anything now that I've conquered a stroke what else can't I conquer I mean it's that kind of attitude that it's given me so I am grateful in a way that I've got that attitude out of the back of the stroke. I'm thankful every day, really, because obviously it's a, a near-death experience and you just want to live life to the fullest and, and do everything you can, live every day as, as well as you can. I've started up a, a stroke group with another stroke survivor I've met online called Lee Pemberton. We, we've called SOS, Survivors of Stroke. Back in April last year, I was contacted by Lee, the other stroke survivor who I run it with, he was sitting in a hairdresser's, apparently he tells me, that in Loughborough, and he saw my face on the front of a newspaper because at that time I was doing a lot of media work with newspapers and, and things like that because, I, like I say, I was doing the fundraising for the stroke resolution run. He saw my face on there and he saw my story and, and sorry, explained on the front of the newspaper and he Apparently, it really inspired him. So he, he reached out and got in contact with me and he said he was a stroke survivor as well himself and that he wanted to help others. And I, I felt the same. I want to help others as much as possible. We were sort of brainstorming, trying to come up with an idea. Why don't we join together and come up with an online brand website, Facebook, Twitter, everything that can help others, that can provide helpful information, tips, recovery information, etc. Make it a big group for everyone to join and they can share tips, help each other, and we can go forward. Maybe in the future even go into schools, give talks, because that's the stigma. Most people think that 50, 60, 70-year-old people only have strokes. Well, no, it, it can happen to anyone of any age. So we just want to break down that wall and, and show that anybody can, and sort of just, just help, really, to help as much as possible. If we can inspire one person, then we've, we've done a great job, I think. We want to move that forward a little bit. We've got a good online presence and we want to to help as many people as we can with that, giving advice and stuff so, so that hopefully grow that brand in the future. More work with the Stroke Association. I've done quite a lot of fundraising in the past. Last year I raised over £1,000 to do the resolution run with them. More fundraising, definitely. That was good because obviously that helps others in a way as well. Just anything that I can set my mind to and achieve, I, I definitely want to do that. And finally, Ashley's advice for stroke survivors and their loved ones. I would say don't give up. The main thing is is don't give up. 
when you're having a bad day in in the recovery and rehabilitation, just carry on. I know it's bad at the time, but you will thank yourself in the future if you carry on and put your hard work into it because you will get to a place that you'll be happy with and you can move forward and have, have a good life. In terms of carers, just keep doing what you're doing because it is amazing work and everyone is thankful for it, really. Ashley suffered a stroke at a time in his life when it could have had a serious impact on his future. However, he pushed on with his studies at school, went to university, got his driving licence and is working towards a career in the area that he loves, sports journalism. His dedication to helping other stroke survivors through the online communities he's set up, as well as his work with different strokes, is hugely inspirational. If you're listening to this podcast and have had a stroke or somebody close to you has and you'd like to learn more, search online for The Stroke Association. And for a dedicated webpage, search NHS Strokes. Thank you for listening to the Stroke Stories podcast. It was produced by Aidan Judd and I'm Mark Goodyear. And if you're listening on iTunes, please subscribe to the series, rate and comment, because that'll help us spread the word. See you next time.